Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. On today's show, we are sitting down with my sister-in-law. She is a mother, wife, musician, daughter, sister. She's all things great. And her story is extremely moving. Seda talks to us about mourning, motherhood, and life as a musician. I am really excited for you guys to hear. This is Seda K's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) Seda, it's so good to have you on the show. Thank you for being with me today. Of course. I'm excited to uh, be on your show. It's exciting for us. (laughs) So for those of you out there, uh, Seda is my sister-in-law. She is Ryan's sister, and I'm really excited to have her on the show today just to discuss her career as a musician, her her, uh, life as a new mom, and all of that good stuff. So let me not introduce you. I want you to introduce yourself (laughs) to the listeners. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes, my name is Seda Kay, and um, I have been a musician for a very long time. I started singing when I was three years old in church, and um, life has just taken me on so many journeys, and I've had so many seasons in my life, and um, thankfully, you know, you've been a part of a, a great season in my life the last five years, mm-hmm. um, and just uh, learning, growing, and just creating music to inspire and uplift people. Um, I've created a standard and of integrity in my life where I I just want to be able to sing music that means something. I don't want to just be singing to be singing, but I create music to, um, to mean something and uplift people and to, uh, it's music with a purpose. And so I'm really thankful, um, the journey that music has taken me on and, uh, just released a new single and just, Working, working, working. <laughs> and the new single, Jams. We will make sure to Thank put a you. snippet in the show somewhere. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I love it. I'm so proud of you. And I want to just... Thank you. I want to dive into a few things. So the past okay. almost two years has been, you know, has been kind of, has been hard for everybody. Yeah. You you and Ryan and Justin, um, you guys lost mom almost two years ago and you were pregnant when she transitioned and I want to talk to you about how losing mom during such a pivotal moment in your life has shaped not only how you mother your son but also how you create music can you walk into that a little bit Mm, yeah I can uh just hearing you say that it's uh gets me a little emotional that's fine so um it's a, uh, it's weird because it doesn't feel like it's been two years. Um, it literally feels like it was just yesterday. And I actually, I've been, I think I've been had an emotional week just because I just got back in town from South by Southwest, and um, that festival, that music festival, mm-hmm. has become kind of like a, I don't know, a milestone thing because I was actually performing when I was pregnant. Nobody knew it, mm-hmm. and then um, this last trip 
was my first time away from my baby. So like the whole mothering thing has been uh, on my heart a lot. Um, and I was eight months pregnant. I was entering my eighth month of pregnancy when my mom passed away. And um, I decided in that moment, because I'm the only daughter, I'm in the middle of two brothers. And so um, I had to, as she would always say, get it together. And we gave her the most beautiful um, homegoing celebration, just a celebration of her legacy. Um, and I was so proud of that. Like I, I was determined to honor her in the best, classiest, most beautiful way. And it was interesting because people were thanking us for letting them be there. <laughs> and people were also saying, like, when when I go, my kids better do me right like that. <laughs> like, we really, like, made sure all three of us spoke. And we spoke so highly of her and, and, and wanted to make her proud. And it was a difficult, um, it still is a difficult season for me, Um I'm trying to gather my thoughts and say it the best way I can so that because I'd really think that this is important to share because I know that I'm not the only one that has gone through something like this. And losing a mother is is very um, life changing, to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on Mother's Day, the last Mother's Day I had with her, I surprised her and told her we were pregnant. Now, me and my husband have been married for 10 years. Everybody had been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I decided to wait to tell anybody in the family because the family was already going through sensitive things with loss, um, the beginning of the year. And I just wanted to be sensitive to everybody. And so we waited until I was almost four months pregnant. And so I was like, let's wait and surprise mom on mother's day. But when I arrived, she looked different and I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. Um, she was very private, always guarding us. And, um, she didn't look like herself and her eyes were really swollen. And so I decided not to record us sharing the news with her. Um, and so, um, you know, we went through the, the same weekend we had an ultrasound and found out it was a boy and it was just like this amazing weekend. And then that Monday I went to doctor's appointments with her and we found out that the cancer had spread, um, behind her eyes and, uh, everything shifted like and I didn't realize that that was in May and we lost her in August and she had so many plans and she wanted to see you guys her two goals was to see you guys get married and to be able to see her grandbaby and I was so thankful I did everything I could to get her to that wedding booking flights and making sure she was okay and um that was a huge milestone for her but just being able to um to walk with her. I was with her a week before she passed and, um, she was in and out, but I was still in my mind, wasn't expecting to lose her. And so when Ryan called me and told me it was, um, it was just, I don't know. I was just, I think I was in shock. And then I went into a mode where I was just like, okay, I have to, it's just interesting losing a mom and becoming a mom at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I convinced myself that my mom and my baby cross paths on their way to, you know, wherever that crossing crossroads is. I just, I'm convinced that they cross paths in the supernatural. And, um, I went into this mode where I'm not going to be a sad mom. I refuse to be a sad mom. And, 
I said, my mom would be so mad at me if I didn't embrace this and enjoy this. So I'm going to enjoy this. I, I did not want to. I just kept putting things in the atmosphere. Like, I'm not going to deal with postpartum. I'm not going to. I just kept talking positive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the bond I have with my son, anytime, like, I felt down, he'd give me a little kick. Or he'd give me, like, something to just, like, be so excited about. And just... um the bond that I share with my son is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. And I always, well, I don't always say, but I've said in in my journals that he's the one that really felt my heart break. He heard it. He was in my womb and he felt my heart break. He knows every sorrow that I felt. And people say babies are bundles of joy. He was literally my bundle of joy and his, our bond has helped heal every piece of my broken heart. He's kept it together. Like, I feel like at one point I I was telling my husband, I was like, why every time something good happens, something bad has to happen? Mm -hmm. And he was like, you can't look at it like that. He's like, what if every time something bad happens, something good happens to make the bad stuff not seem so bad? Mm -hmm. I was like, I never really thought about it like that, but I'm going to roll with it because it makes me feel better. Better, right. And so so I started looking at it like that. And now, you know, our family has grown so much in such a short amount of time. There's babies everywhere. (laughs) And I just feel like it's That was mama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like mom knew we all needed that bundle of joy to heal and to be able to celebrate. And, And for me, it's a way to celebrate mother by being the best mother I can be mm-hmm. rather than being sad and upset. And it's moments, you know, I was at the airport this weekend and I saw a grandma picking up the kids and she was hugging the baby. Cause you could tell she hadn't seen them and flying to town. And I had to swallow those. I was like, Oh Lord, here it comes. <laughs> but you know, I just felt like this is how I want to honor my mom. Mm-hmm. I want to take this journey in motherhood and honor my mom by being the best mom I can be, by giving my baby all the awesome memories that he can handle. And um, ended up moving home. Yeah, we're going to talk um, about that. We're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up moving just to be around family and just making different steps to to gather peace and to gather. Like, I, I've just been making all these moves to be able to be the happiest mother in peace and to be able to just... Um, to honor her by being a good mom. Cause she was an amazing mom. And, um, I think that's, that's the journey I've taken is not to be sad, not to be depressed, take moments and let me feel how I want to feel. I never deny my feelings, but to be able to really just be the best mom I can be to this little dude. Cause he's pretty special. <laughs> he is very special. I love, I love him. Um, so thank you for that because I know a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that and are going to need, to hear that. Um, so you mentioned that you moved, you guys were in LA for how long? 11 years, 11 years. And yeah, the first couple of years, the first year and a half or so I was coming to visit and staying with you and your husband. Mm And as we, you know, Ryan and I were in a new relationship and it's so crazy that, you know, when we sit back and think about, you know how we've grown together because yes. it's wild because we were like you you bringing a, a girl come to visit you off the internet are you crazy 
Oh, he yeah. was like, yeah. That was, we were all sitting there like, okay, okay. Let's see what happens. Right. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> this is totally not about me, but for those of you who don't know, Ryan and I met on Twitter. <laughs> we're just going to put it out there. Um, yeah. And his sister and I was, was sitting with him when it happened and his phone was blowing up and it was just... Hilarious. We just a few weeks ago. <laughs> and what's so funny too is that when we came, when I came, like Sato really wanted to be nice to me and like get to know me. And Ryan was like, "Don't talk to her." Do you remember that? Yeah. And you had to like force your way, no. and like we had to force our way to have girl time. Because he already knew if 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 I liked you, then it was going the pressure was going to be on. Right. I always he never like he never dated anybody. Like it wasn't. Hey, never, I never got to meet anybody, and so I was like, super. I was like, oh, she's a special. She's You're special. <laughs> she might be the one. Oh my goodness, we meet her. That and is, of course, that's how. It that's happened. how it happened. So, <laughs> so let's get off of him because you know he's gonna be like, y'all need to shut up and stay oh, on yeah. track. Okay, so we're staying mm-hmm. on track. <laughs> you and Kenny lived in um, LA for eleven years, and yes. how was that for you maneuvering the nine to five life? And pursuing your career as a singer, because I feel like a lot of people want to know how they can make their creative careers, their entrepreneurial dreams happen while also trying to maintain, you know, a steady source of income or just some Mm -hmm. type of consistency until the dream really brings things to fruition. Well, I kind of fell back into working full time because I was working and then I quit my job because I was just depressed. I worked my way up to being like the youngest manager in the hotel industry because that was my job in Kansas City before I moved to L.A. That was how I kind of transitioned out there Mm -hmm. with something. I quit my job and started doing temp work just to have that flexibility to be able to travel whenever. Of course, every time I did that, they wanted to hire me because I was just really good at like corporate world and creative world, which is kind of rare. I'm learning. And so Eventually, I was in a band and we were signed to Universal and I was full time musician. Everything was awesome. Then I had a devastating knee injury and I had to, I literally went from living on a tour bus to learning how to walk again. It was that bad. I had two knee surgeries. That's when Ryan actually moved out because he helped, came to help take care of me when Kenny was traveling because I couldn't walk or do anything. Right. And that's how, you know, close our bond is because he literally quit his job and came to California to help take care of me. I had had to do physical therapy for nine months. And so I started working and I was super depressed. And just to go on the job interview, because I was like, dang, it felt like a setback for me. Mm -hmm. But then having steady income was like, oh, I don't have to work gig to gig. This is actually really nice. (laughs) Right. I was working behind the scenes of like film and television which was nice. And my clients were overseas. And so my shift was like seven to four or seven to three thirty, which left me all the time in the world to perform at night or to go to the studio. And I started working like that and I was like, Oh, I can do this. And so I was able to, uh, fund my own project because I went to Nashville and I met with all these labels and I was like, mm, they're going to try to make me the next X, Y, Z. When I, parted ways from the band because the band did really good we tried it on billboard we were killing it mm-hmm. and uh, I just felt in my heart like I really wanted to part ways and then I had the knee injury and that was kind of like my out I decided to make the crazy decision to just to just do an independent album and so I did a crowdfunding thing and and paid for the rest and created long story short and, and it was great. just me sharing my story because it's really hard to share your story in a three minute song. So mm-hmm. I named it that. Mm-hmm. And, 
And it just, it was amazing. And it was a labor of love, but I was thankful for the job because it helped me pay for my album. And also it helped mm-hmm. me keep the creative control of the album and be able to work. It was just me and Kenny, just Kenny was scheduling the studio appointments and making sure that everybody was there on time. And we were booking television appearances and interviews and performances and just made it work all while working a regular job. I, and I never told most, most of the time, I never told anybody that I was singing at my regular job. I would just say, I need time off for this. And I would just go. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a reason why you didn't tell anyone that you were singing? I don't know. I just felt like I really guard myself as far as like people trying to say things to make me feel a certain way. Like I didn't want people to be like, oh, okay, another singer in LA, you know, working and doing whatever. I just didn't want any negative energy around me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just guarded that. Like, I feel like I lived a double life sometimes. But and then it'd be fun, like when people find out like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> but it worked out for me. I just I don't know. I just felt like I wanted them to feel like I was invested in the position. And I never wanted them to feel like I was just another artist or singer that wasn't going to be reliable. Right. Because that's what most like actors and, you know, they might think you're going to quit any minute if you get the right gig. And right. I just didn't want to compromise the respect that I had on the job. And so I just kept it private. And then some people I would tell, but for the most part, I would just go to work and then go to work. Cause it was just, <laughs> you know, when people would find out they get excited, but I just liked keeping it separate just cause I wanted to be able to have respect as an artist and respect in my corporate world as well. And in LA, you know, a lot of times actors don't get a lot of respect unless you're like, Angela Bassett or somebody. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, so I'm just, you know, paying my dues and doing what I got to do. And uh, that's just how I, I worked forever. And I had great jobs. I said, you know, working for uh, NBC can be my bus and tables. I don't mind, right. <laughs> you know, and I'll work early in the morning and didn't get a lot of sleep, but it's definitely worth it. So with living in LA and then deciding, you know what, we've, done this and it's time to go back home to Kansas City. Um, I'm sure, you know, that needing the love and support from family played a big role in your transition out of Los Angeles. How was it settling into the slow pace of Kansas City from the fast pace of L.A. and just meeting people and mingling with people and and having you know it's completely different paces how has that been for you and your family especially with a one-year-old now it hasn't really slowed down for us (laughs) (laughs) well that's good some people still don't know we're here we just been you know they'll find out when they find out right it's just weird because i just didn't want people why are you moving and but as soon as we i people didn't know i was negotiating a deal a record deal during the transition of moving and so they finally announced it and we we got everything together um in january and it's a partnership so it's not like i'm signing my life away right. i still own all my music but i was negotiating that and i knew i was going to be releasing a new single and my baby just booked his first modeling gig here in kansas city so and we all actually all of us did it it was a family shoot for a huge company and so we've just been hitting the ground running mm-hmm. <laughs> even here it's just been nice to be able to have family support. And I know everybody mourns differently. My brothers have not, it's not the same for them, but for me, um, 
just being around my family. My mom was the youngest girl of nine, and a lot of her brothers and her sister are here. And so just having pieces of my mom makes me feel better. It makes me feel the warmth that I've longed for, you know, and just being able to have people that I trust to watch my son because I'm very overprotective. When I see my baby with his cousins, it just warms my heart. Like he loves his cousins. I just made the decision. I had a show here in August and it was the week of my mom's birthday and the week of right before the week of the year mark when my mom passed Mm -hmm. and I was standing on stage and I saw my cousin holding my baby, my uncle entertaining him, my aunt holding CDs, Kenny shooting footage of me singing. And I was like, I want to come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally while I was singing, I had like an outer body experience almost. And it was just like, I need to be home. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Kenny and literally while I was in Kansas City, I was like, let's just give our 30 day notice now. Like we hadn't had nothing packed. And I was like, let's just do it. And if and I'll ask like, if we change our mind, can we like just stay? And he was like, okay. And we just that's how kind of how we've always operated. Like we'll figure it out. If I'm gonna find peace, if any piece of peace, I'm not gonna be able to do it in LA right now. Like mm-hmm. I need a break. One of my girlfriends and I were talking about like hustling and healing don't really match. <laughs> that's a great way <laughs> and to put it. Although we're yeah. we're still hu- hustling, like. It's hard. The L.A. hustle is is a lot and I'm down for it. Like I'm strong enough to do it. But doing it 11 years straight and going straight from, you know, laying my mom to rest to becoming a mom and not really giving my chance myself a chance to mourn. I just wanted to take a healthier approach because there were moments where I would have these crazy breakdowns or be like, lashing out in anger because I was just so upset Mm -hmm. that I've, because I felt like my baby was being cheated and it was unfair that he did, he's not going to get to experience my mom. And I gave myself, it's okay to be mad. Like some people would say, Oh, you're not angry. I'm like, no, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm actually really mad because it's, it's unfair. And I would just, have I had to navigate through that and I still am you know and so I felt like the least I can do is be able to let my son experience all the love he can here because he deserves that it's not about me anymore it's not about you know the beautiful weather I'm like yeah it might be cold and we might be moving here in the winter but the warmth of my family means more to me than anything and that's how I've been going through this season and I'm freelancing I was able to to land a freelance gig in LA and I'm working remote mm-hmm. and creating music and just making things work. And it's cool. Like I'm home with my baby and it's, the cost of living is more than half of what we were paying, <laughs> you know, in LA. Mm-hmm. That's nice. My pockets are warm too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just enjoying this season. I don't know if it's a forever move, but it's where we need to be for right now. Um, and I listened to one of your podcasts and I think it was with Ro and mm-hmm. she was like, travel or pack light so you can travel far. Yep. And I carried that with me. Like we gave away so much stuff. We sold stuff. And I was like, we don't need a whole lot. And we've been on this path of minimalism and enjoying life. And we don't need a whole bunch of stuff. Just musically. I know Jay-Z's 444 album came out and one of his lines was the clean version is forget living rich and dying broke. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to do that. Like, I want to set us up to be able to live and to be able to enjoy and travel. And, you know, I I was a little hesitant because I was like, I want my son to be able to be around all the cultures and be able to respect people and their beliefs. And um, L.A. can give you that. But like with the money we're saving, we can travel and take him anywhere Mm -hmm. and teach him things about other people. And it's not like the Midwest bubble. Um, And so I'm enjoying it so far. You know, it's it's still taking time. Um, I think I'm looking, I'm so excited. The spring is here. Same. (laughs) The winter is over. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a great transition. Like my family adores him. He adores the family. Like my dad is here. So being able to check in on my dad and be there for him when he needs me, it's been a blessing. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love, and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions, and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, Find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heygirl for 15% off today. Do you feel closer to mom, even though she's not there and you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I felt closer with her before I even moved, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt her with me in the delivery room. Like, I felt her with me when I was standing on the stage, when I was speaking at her service. Mm -hmm. I hear her in my cough I hear her in my sneeze I hear her when I sing um I hear her when I talk when I laugh and sometimes it trips my brothers out especially my older brother like Justin sometimes he just stares at me it's just like oh my gosh like just the way I stand or the way I I see her in my smile we have the same smile like and it makes me happy like I'm I'm honored to be able to carry all of these traits. And it makes me even more excited about being a mother to my son because I feel like he is getting her from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can bake her cakes. You know what I'm saying? I can, and that was a big deal in our family. Huge like, deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I can 
I can carry on this light and keep it when I shine, she shines, mm. you know, when, when great things happen, sometimes it's hard for me. Cause I want to call her so bad, Yeah. but a lot of feel, I feel like a lot of things that do happen are because of her mm. and my grandmother. Mm. And so I feel like I have these guardian angels, even when my baby was super little, like he would look over my head and just smile. And I'm like, who do you see? Who do you see? And I really feel like he sees her. He knows her. Mm-hmm. He's even reached for her picture sometimes. Wow. And that that um, just gets me every time. Like I have pictures of her and he'll point to it. And one time he pointed at I, I wasn't trying to force anything. I was really trying to see, like, is he really pointing at mom? And he was pointing. He wanted her picture so bad. And I handed it to him and he just rubbed her face on the picture. And it just, mm. I said, that's your grandma Lena. You know, we have those moments. And I know he knows her there. He has a birthmark on his in between his eyebrows. It's supposed to fade away at one year, but he still has it. But the nurses told me it's called an angel's kiss. Wow. And I said, I know an angel kissed my baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so I said, this this kiss is lasting a little longer than I expected. But I know why yeah. and it's her way. And even my son took his first steps when he was nine months old like his first steps in confidence on my mom's birthday, the first birthday that we had without her. And I felt like that was confirmation for her saying, I'm with you every step of the way. And I carry that with me. How has releasing ready shifted your thoughts on music? This is kind of a different sound for you. I feel like it's, Mm -hmm. it is, I love it. Like I, I jam to ready and mm-hmm. it's, it's so, when I tell you it is so inspirational and relatable on every front, mm-hmm. that is, that is it. Like I want us to play a snippet um, at the end of the show, but how has ready transformed how you're going to be moving through music from here on out? Because it's a little new, it's a little different but it's so very good. Well, for me, I just want to continue to share my story. And I wrote this as like a cry out. It's almost like a prayer, like a frustrated prayer. <laughs> We're just like, God, like I've been doing all this work. Even there's a line in there that says sitting at this desk, working this nine to five, doing what I got to so I can survive. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready. Like I'm ready for a breakthrough. Like you see so many people doing other things that I know we're not supposed to compare, you know, mm-hmm. but that's the real, like sometimes social media can get you like, dang, what am I doing wrong? You yeah. know? Yeah. Or, and I try to guard against that. I even went through a moment where I unfollowed everybody and just started fresh, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it was really just a way for me to, to express what was on my heart to share what I needed to share. And it was literally the last song that I played for my mom. And so I fought for it with the label because the label was kind of like, oh, and I was like, no, I need this to be my first song out with you guys. Like, I want this to be the first. I need this to set the tone to be able to really touch the people that I know need this. I know people need this song. Every time I played it for somebody, no matter what they did in life, if they were a teacher, if they were uh, just a single parent, whatever they were. You know, they related to the song and I feel like everybody's ready for something. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to I want to create music that builds as like a soundtrack to your life. Like when you're going through something, there's a song for that. Mm. Um, And so that's the direction of my music. 
Um, I have another single coming out in April, um, and it's going to be called We Can Make It. Just another uplifting, like, we got this, and I want to be that sister that you can lean on for inspiration. You know you can always come to me, and I'm going to have something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I want to be able That's what I want to build is my legacy. My brand is to be able to just uplift, inspire, and and help people through this journey. Because in real life, like, you know, I could sing other music that's just beautiful and, and you know, whatever. But for me, I want it to mean something to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I want it to invoke people to share because I've been through seasons where it's like, you know, you have a friend that's going through the toughest time in their life and there's nothing you can say. It's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can give. But I've had moments where I'm like, you need to listen to this song. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I want my music to be like that gift that you can't when you can't give anything to help somebody. You can always music is powerful. Music is healing. And I want to contribute to that part of the power of music is to be able to to give somebody something that they can feel. And that's amazing. That is what Ready does for me. When I first listened to it, I listened to it maybe like 10 times and (laughs) I sent it to all of my girlfriends, ones who are entrepreneurs, ones who aren't, ones who are in transition, ones who are at their nine to five and like trying to figure it out. I, it's amazing. Um, Thank you. And that's what it's for. That that warms my heart because I've gotten so many messages from people saying, Lord knows I'm ready. Yep. Like, I'm ready. It's like, <laughs> you know, or just sharing paragraphs, just saying, like, I needed this song. And that's what keeps me going. Like, that's the confirmation that just, like, okay, I, I'm making a difference in my own, you know, small way. You know, if, if just one person heard it and, it and it touched their soul, like, I did set out to do. And so it just, um, it encourages me to to keep making music to, to uh, uplift and inspire. And that's always been my, my standard. I always wanted music that people could listen to with their kids in the car. People could listen to, you know, they don't have to turn it down when their mom gets in the car. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like <laughs> the level of standard I always had. Yes. Cause I never wanted something that would embarrass my mom. Mm. So my mom is, is in everything that I do. I always, I never wanted her to be embarrassed to share what I was doing. And, um, cause her, her, being hype and excited was like the best thing ever. I know you've seen her. She's I've seen the videos. Like, yes. Ah, like she's sharing it with everybody. And everybody always told me after she passed, everybody told me like, cause I would let her listen to stuff first. And they're like, and she wasn't supposed to share it with anybody. And she would. She definitely shared it with like everybody. <laughs> they're like, she let me hear all your songs. I'm like, how many people did she do that with? <laughs> All it was just people. cool to see how proud she was yes. of me and yes. and how much she shared. So yeah. it didn't make her proud. So And you will. And you will. So we're going to wrap up. But before we do, I want you to give your top three self-care tips as a woman walking through mourning, as a new mother, and as a musician. What would you say? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think... One of the top ones, and I'm actually learning this, so don't quote me on this if you see me doing a whole lot of extra, (laughs) but I think it's something worth reaching towards and just having time to yourself. It's okay to have time to yourself. Um, That's something that I am definitely learning um, the benefits of for my family as a whole, 
um, I didn't realize, like, even just this trip away, it's, it's helped my son develop to be, you know, be a little bit more independent to, for me to be able to realize I can do this for my husband to have the confidence as a father, like having time away, um, just to recharge Mm -hmm. is, uh, is more beneficial than I ever knew. So recharging, refueling is definitely something that we need to, whatever that means to you, um, is definitely one of the top things. Um, also continuing to be you while you're still a mother, like, yes, I'm a mother, but I'm also an artist. I'm Seda K. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and being with my husband for so long, we were married 10 years together, what, like 13 before we had our son. And I always said like people, you know, everybody wants to give you like the blues, like, Ooh, your life's about to change. And they, I was like, where's the love? Like, where's the positivity? But for me, I I just said, you know, he's joining the party. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like, he's about to change our whole world and flip it upside down. Although some days he does, (laughs) but for us, it's, it's just like, I'm not, and it's not a selfish thing. It's a beautiful thing to yes. be able to bring my baby to the studio, to be able to take him to rehearsals where he has the little headphones on to protect his ears. Like, like I don't want to be one of those moms. It's like, I had all these dreams and then I had you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that on my baby. I don't want him to have to feel like he has to buy me a house when he gets older. I want to have the foundation laid for him mm-hmm. to where I can sow seed into his dreams Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yes I'm making sacrifices I moved halfway across the country but I'm still doing what I love and I think that that will inspire him to pursue whatever he loves no matter what it is and know that he'll have that support and so just continuing to find you within the motherhood and the mourning and everything else Um, Mm -hmm. and then the third one would be to feel whatever you want to feel, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to feel, like give yourself permission to feel Mm -hmm. all the feels, hashtag all the feels, (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it's okay. And sometimes I don't express how I feel. I use journaling as the tool to allow me to really be able to walk through my feelings because sometimes uh, my feelings aren't pleasant. <laughs> right. And so it feels a lot lighter once I can actually write it down. Even if I wrote it all down and balled it up, like, cause I'm like, I can't believe I felt that way, but that's how I was feeling. Like I need to express my, let my, allow myself to feel how I feel because it's important to be able to acknowledge your feelings, respect yourself to feel that way. And to be able to just love on yourself too, and just give yourself a break. Like some days I feel angry. Morning brings on a lot of feelings that you don't expect. There's a lot of triggers. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Like, why did I lash out like that? Like, why did I trip over that? Mm-hmm. Like, why did I get so mad? Why did I bust out in tears? Why did I, you know, why did I just want to hold my baby all day today and never <laughs> letting down? You know, why did I need to just snuggle all day? You right. know, because I need snuggles too. Right. Um, you know, it's just tapping into that acknowledging rather than, when I'm not the type of person, I don't want to shove things under the rug. I wanted to take it on just head on, like just face everything now. Cause I didn't want to put it off till my baby's graduating high school. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> I want to be able to acknowledge my mom, honor her, speak of her. I don't want to pretend like she's out of town. Cause I could have done that. I could have stayed in LA and pretended like, well, mom's just 
away, mm-hmm. you know, or she can't talk or just pretend psych myself out. But I wanted to face it mm-hmm. because I feel like it'll be better off in the long run for my marriage, for my child, for my life, for my dreams, for my goals. Um, and so, you know, and I, I'm looking forward to be able to tapping into journaling and sharing journaling with others. And um, there's a lot of things that I have big plans for to just be able to continue to be a, an inspiration because my mom was a a bright light and I want to continue to, to walk in her steps to continue to, like I said, when I shine, she shines. And so it's a, it's a great journey. It's a hard one sometimes, but, um, I don't want everything that I'm going through to just be for me. I want to be able to bless others and, and be that light to, to help them through the hard times. I don't mind being a guiding light to others as we walk on this journey together. Oh, Seda, that's amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was beautiful. And I'm so excited for, you know, everyone to be able to connect with you. So before we go, can you let people know where they can find you and on your website where they can hear ready? We're going to play a snippet at the end of the show, but for them to download the full song and uh, where they can sign up for maybe a newsletter so they can figure out when your journals are dropping and when your other endeavors are coming to fruition. Absolutely. On social media, I'm Sada K Music on Twitter and Instagram. It's S-A-D-A-K-M-U-S-I-C, all one word. Um, and on Facebook, it's Facebook slash Sada K Music. And then my website is SadaKMusic.com. I actually <laughs> blog on there, kind of like open journals. Mm-hmm. So, um, And you can sign up for a newsletter there. And um, I'm just looking forward to sharing more music. My song, Ready?, is on Spotify and Apple Music. It's everywhere digital music is sold. So you can stream it, download it. Um, I have a new video. It'll be on YouTube and Facebook. And so I'm just really excited to be able to share the new music. Um, we Can Make It is coming this spring. So we have a lot of uh, new music and content coming and, and then journals coming as well. So um, I look forward to to sharing this journey with you all. Um, it's I'm learning about sisterhood. I've only had brothers my whole life. And so... <laughs> Um, now you have me and EJ. <laughs> yes. Now I have sisters and a million nieces all of a sudden. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm loving being able to connect with people from, uh, I think motherhood has brought that through with me, just knowing the importance of community and loving on each other and building sisterhood and, and encouraging each other. So I'm looking forward to connecting with, with everyone and, um, It's going to be a good journey, a beautiful ride. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Okay, Say, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. I love you. Love you too. Bye. I want to make sure you guys hear a snippet of Ready. We're going to play about a minute and a half of it. But if you want to hear the full version, you can go to Spotify or Apple Music. Preferably... I would suggest you buy the song because supporting women in music is important. Here is Ready by Seda K. It's been a long road, been at it 724. People think they know, but they don't even have a clue. What I gotta do to try to keep my cool while learning to trust in you. On the outside looking in, watching everybody win. Running out of patience, how much more I gotta spend? Oh Lord, keep me on track. I don't wanna be held back. I wanna walk with you. Cause I know you created me for more. 
Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.